Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi Podcast. I am your host, the Artificial Dragon. I'm Hannah. I'm Kit. <laughs> and I'm Sam. Yes, um, as you can tell, we have a uh, mysterious fourth member of our podcast. This is our first ever guest star of the entire show, our uh, eighth episode, no less, and I'm very excited. Um, for once, I'm not going to be talking about uh, the lore of Star Wars or what have you, so I'm just handing the reins to somebody else, at least for this episode alone. So, Sam, why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself? Well, my name is Sam. I go by Sam the Truth. I am a uh, Galaxy Master for uh, a uh, Star Wars 5e and have been for the last about two years or so. Uh, that's how I got into listening to all of you guys through the Star Wars 5e uh, servers and things. Uh, big fan. Glad to be here today. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm glad to be talking about fun stuff with you guys. Yeah, we're uh, so very happy to actually have a fourth member. It's kind of a very weird experience. Like, we're already in our eighth episode, and <laughs> it's just surreal to me. Um, and I hope one day we could uh, have more guest stars of a podcast. So this is a nice little start. Um, glad to have you, Sam. Yeah. yeah, we're very glad to have you. So, Sam, what is today's topic going to be about? A topic near and dear to my heart. Today we will be talking about the best race in Star Wars. The infamous Huts. Oh! <laughs> God damn it! No! Oh. Alright. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sam is a uh, fun fact. He is a uh, DM for the Discord server that I'm a part of, or former DM. And he is particularly a DM for the HUD Cartels faction, and he is a huge nerd, so I thought it would be very appropriate that he would be telling us the lore of the HUDs, their history, and all that fun I'm stuff. I'm glad the HUDs got drive by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they got drive by, son. Oh my god. Kid. It's just like a it's like a Sith drive by, and then they got sunshot. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, I hope you're looking forward to the numerous memes and jokes that we're going to make about the Hutt, Sam. I mean, they are the absolute best race, in my opinion. Uh, so uh, uh, clearly, we can clear up some misconceptions, and hopefully by the end of it, you will see my uh, point of view, that they are far superior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very lovely looking race as well. You know, all those slug looking motherfuckers. The only one that was hot with the, was the giant one with the six pack. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> Garak is the hut. Yeah, bro. He had, like, <laughs> the most massive pecs, dude. <laughs> He's got gains for days. Put him on a calendar. <laughs> oh my god. Don't forget Boku. Uh, that was uh, another big famous uh, hut with a impressive, I think it's a lot more than a six pack. I think they go all oh, yeah. the way down. If you're you all should, uh, belly, just imagine how many abs you've got to have. Send him a picture. Send him a picture. Uh, he, I don't think he can because like, I, I don't have Messenger right now on this phone. Hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll let you look on my phone. All right. <laughs> yes, yeah, send him a picture. Send him a picture. <laughs> Drum rope. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh my, oh my god. Oh my. Holy crap. 
We got the Chad Hut, everybody. We Dude, got the Chad Hut. He, got, he has Vader Myron. <laughs> Vader's Myron, bro. Vader's but but Myron. Gra- Gracchus has um, the necklace of lightsabers. Yeah. So. He, I'll, I'll let you tell him more about uh, Gracchus the Hut since you're the expert. Uh, yes, uh, Gracchus, uh, another uh, famous hut of particularly uh, strong uh, both physical stature and uh, of renown. Uh, he also added uh, other fun things. Uh, I believe he was the one who was known for cybernetically enhancing himself and the other huts. Uh, so he did have some legs um, and things, though they were mechanical. Uh, some of the huts are a little bit more uh, known for being buff than others. Uh, not everybody can be... Uh, so wimpy as to get easily choked out, uh, like uh, some famous huts by a simple slave. <laughs> <laughs> Harder, daddy. <laughs> all I can say is don't Google uh, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, okay, so, so uh, we've, we've, we've never seen a hut female, have we? Like, we've only seen, like, hut males, I think. So I have no clue what the females look like at all. Aren't they technically hermaphrodites? Are they? The Huts are hermaphrodites. They actually share both sets of uh, sexual organs, and the Huts themselves uh, decide whether they identify uh, as male or female, or more often we see them kind of being referred to by neither, uh, since they are technically both. Um, But it is up to the individual Hut. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, Rhoda is technically Jabba's son, daughter. Son, daughter. We're going with uh, son. (laughs) We're going with son. I know. (laughs) But yeah, um, why don't you go ahead and tell us about the uh, history of the Huts and what led to the actual destruction of their homeworld? No, the Sith drive-by's canon. (laughs) Dude. I want the Sith drive-by to be canon so bad. That's how, like, the Huts almost became extinct. Oh, my God, kid. Uh, sorry, I had a quick uh, little thing. Um, so, yes, uh, the Huts, uh, we have a bunch of things to talk about with the Huts. They have been around since pre-Republic era, before 25,000 BBY. Um, and existed well past the movie era, too. They had a absolutely great reign, uh, first with the Hut Empire, uh, starting in roughly before 25,000 uh, BBY, long before uh, the Republic and in the early days of human exploration of the galaxy, when out towards that kind of galactic uh, east uh, there wasn't a lot of human presence. It was kind of just a bunch of smaller planets. Um, originally, the huts were... Uh, the original hut empire kind of grew together out of uh, a couple of very particular and special huts. Um, the first hut that uh, really brought everybody together was Gradula Basaldi, the uh, elder. Uh, was one of the original, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking at my wrong uh, notes here. Uh, I'm sorry, it was Bunta, uh, Bunta the Hut, uh, Bunta Hegistic, 
was an ancient hut, was an hut of ancient times, uh, who was uh, one of the great tactical uh, minds that managed to scare off a scary warlord by the name of Zim the Despots. Um, Zim was pillaging around the early galaxy uh, with basically nobody that could stop him, taking thousands of planets. Um, he then ran into hut space. Uh, the early huts uh, had come up with a strategy and challenged Zim to basically honorable combat. They told him when and where to be, and uh, if you're not there, uh, you lose. Um, so he showed up, and the huts fought him back. Not just a little bit. They completely decimated his forces. They actually did this again. Each time they did this, uh, more and more vassal races kind of uh, swore allegiance to the huts for all time, basically agreeing to uh, always work for the huts for you and your planet and your descendants, and uh, we'll kind of let you have your own government, but you all work for us, or you can get conquered and pillaged by this other guy. Um, and that's the origin of kind of the huts, uh, where the hut empire uh, came about. Uh, now, uh, Bunta was uh, a particularly well-known hut uh, who beat back the forces of Zim um, and subsequently had a planet named after them, uh, Bunta, which is uh, in hut space, of course. Uh, they also have not just a planet, but a holiday, Bunta's Eve, uh, which they celebrate the beating Bunta's of Eve. Even to yeah, this day. Yeah. It's like that, uh, you remember the pod race scene from episode one? Yeah. It's called the Bunta Eve classic. Yeah. <laughs> Bunta's Eve? Yeah, they celebrate it with pod racing in that particular movie. Huh. Uh, what, a, what an odd way to celebrate such a holiday. Okay. <laughs> I mean, more... it's a hut thing, so it has to be something you can gamble. Of course. Like, uh, it's more like, I'm more curious how they became, like, more of a, what was it, a... It was a they became a criminal organization or something. Like yeah, that. the Hud cartel. Yeah, like they're, they're like a car, they're a cartel or something along those lines. I'm more curious how like their society ended up in that sort of predicament. Yeah. Place. So the early Huts uh, were actually very large and aggressive and warlike. Um, they did battle between different clans um, and were a much more. Uh, violent and militaristic society, um, probably closer to the early Sith clans than what we would recognize uh, these days. Um, they actually went to war with each other more often than not uh, over uh, major things um, and fight fighting each other pretty much endlessly to the point of uh, around 15,000 BBY, 10,000 years of the Great Hut Empire, um, they were at such a point of fighting with each other that they had an event known as the Hut Cataclysms. The Hut Cataclysms um, saw the destruction of multiple Hut worlds. They had weapons capable of blowing up planets, um, and they were using them, uh, using them on these uh, clan worlds uh, in the... Uh, hut uh, territories. 
Um, and eventually they ended up destroying their homeworld of Varl and uh, their dual sons actually were extinguished. Uh, this was around 15,000 BBY. Oh, yeah. In, in the background, a... Naga said that was in the back. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, Isaac, I have yeah, a question. Yeah. Um, that weapon that destroys worlds that the huts have, that was the weapon you showed no, me. No, no, right? no, that's a completely different weapon. Uh, could you give him a brief summary of his super weapon that the huts used? So the huts had a, uh, among other things, one of the major ones was uh, a weapon known as the Planichenga, uh, which accelerated asteroids to uh, near light speed and would destroy planets through good old-fashioned kinetic energy if you fling a large enough rock fast enough. So you have to imagine the size of this thing to be flinging planet-destroying rock. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking slingshot. These guys are playing child's play against other planets. Uh, so, <laughs> I just... Okay, so, you're fairly uh, uh, familiar with the lore of Mass Effect, right? Yeah. So, you know the Krogan Rebellions, where they rise up and, you know, their superior numbers, they wanted to take over the galaxy and shit? Yeah. Well, one of their methods of taking over planets, they just see this planet occupy the by the Turians, which has a shit ton of ships blockading it, orbiting space stations, and they fought, fuck that, and threw an asteroid at them. Okay, my question is, why don't the Huts just use this weapon more? Dude, if I had a galaxy-wide slingshot, I'd be slinging rocks everywhere. I'd be like, <laughs> you're my bitch, you're my bitch, you're my bitch. Well, I'm sure Sam will uh, answer your question, but kid. They pretty much did that. Uh, that's kind of what brought them down. Uh, the Hut Cataclysm saw the destruction of their homeworld and uh, countless other planets. Um, and before uh, before we get too far off topic, uh, it was not uh, Darth... Uh, it was not a, a Darth uh, Naga Shadow that destroyed the world. Uh, that was <laughs> about 5,000 BBY. Um, although, if for a little bit of fun, uh, if there actually was a planet called Ishkalon, which had about 17 aquatic races relocated uh, from various water worlds uh, that were destroyed by an unknown cataclysm. So there actually was a major cataclysm affecting worlds just like that, when an unknown benefactor brought all of these uh, aquatic races to Ishkalon. Um, I personally think uh, the Huts would be a great person, great uh, species to be that unknown benefactor because one, <laughs> they love a good menagerie, and two, uh, it's a place for them to farm aquatic slaves. Um, I mean, it, it really would be a perfect thing, and that probably was uh, Darth Naga Shadow blowing up these things. Um, however, Varl was already destroyed um, long before. Uh, Darth, the, the uh, great uh, hyperspace war, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm more talking about like, current, like, um, you know, Clone Wars era Star Wars, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, I'm more talking about like, because after the Great Hut Wars, where they destroyed their planets and caused an internal conflict, it's more likely than not that the Huts would not want to do infighting against themselves because they'd be fighting against their own like political interests and their own interests themselves yeah, as Huts. Yeah. But I'm more talking about like the the because like I. I, I would believe that in the Clone Wars, the Huts themselves were all gathered as like a massive cartel-like planet. Yeah. So why would they not just use like the planet-destroying device as leverage 
for like other planets or something along those lines during that era because it seems like they would have gained like a huge like political advantage that would be like having like a nuke when the death star hasn't even been made yet you know sort of idea that's actually a good question so uh when they ha went through these uh hut cataclysms there was uh this one hut uh that uh, that was uh budhilla uh that led the huts as a race to their new home worlds uh now hutta formerly called evocar uh with the previous planets uh, the previous inhabitants of evocar graciously uh, agreeing to uh, donate their planet and uh, willingly relocate to the fifth moon <laughs> and then uh, work tirelessly for free uh, to uh, help terraform this planet to their new overlords uh, liking. Uh, part of this, uh, Bud Hilla developed a philosophy known as the Kajik system. Um, it is their clans and it is a code that they all as a race agreed to live by. They pretty much said that infighting um, and violence is not going to win them the galaxy. They need to gain power a different way. If Star Wars is a 4x4 strategy, 4x strategy game, they said that they are going to give up the combat victory path and focus on economic and social victory here, and mainly economic, with money being the ultimate power um and as well as uh, actual uh, political leverage uh, as we see in the movies they are far more uh concerned with making uh han do what they want than they are in actually collecting money from him because it does not make sense to stop a guy from earning money if you want he to be paid back they were far more concerned with the actual leverage uh, as is the hut so they're more so like they wouldn't rather they wouldn't they probably wouldn't want to nuke a planet because when they would lose resources from that planet possible slaves possible like more like you know spice delivery they could also uh actively be more of a targeted threat because when you have like such a device they'll be able to pick up on the signals more easily and find like your like secret locations to probably disrupt your plans etc so they're more in it for the long game than the short game you know yeah. sort of thing. i guess it's, that's that's what you're saying right sam Exactly. And they yeah. decided to demilitarize uh, because pretty much the huts said that it is better to not have planet destroying super weapons. Um, they can win a more economic friendly game uh, without countless huts dying. I like that. I like that about that's actually pretty cool with the Hutch. Yeah, stuff. it's actually pretty smart. When you yeah. have a shit ton of super weapons, that just paints a gigantic target, target on, on your, your back. back. Yeah. I like how they actually made that a detriment. Like usually nuclear devices or devices that can destroy planets in fiction are usually like the great like the trump card, but I like yeah. how they made this one an actual detriment to themselves economically. That was a yeah. really cool fish. Yeah. I think what could have like this is just some headcanon. But I thought it would have been cool, now that I'm hearing this, is what if, like, the Death Star, like, the prototype Death Star or, like, the Death Stars got their idea from, like, the hut-destroying planet device? Hmm. I think that would have been a cool lore bit if they actually connected those two things together. I think it's also a fact that not a majority of the galaxy know about these super weapons because, again, it's ancient hut history and all yeah. that. It's very odd to me that... Um, you know how in real life history, technology goes 
from being kind of low class to more higher as you go yeah. throughout time. In Star Wars, it feels like it's the opposite effect, where everyone has like this massive weapon back then. Jedi and Sith were massively stronger back then. Yeah. And now we're in like itty bitty mode where yeah. everyone's like just a little baby. <laughs> where all the Sith are incapable of neutralizing stars, stars or whatever. Where the Huts don't have nu well, like nu they don't have nukes for obviously like political and economic reasons. Yeah. And there's no longer like devices that can do all of this crazy stuff. It's very weird that it's just weird. Like, why is the ancient technology going like more advanced than the newer technology sort of thing? Yeah. And that's a topic for a Another completely time. different episode, yeah. yeah. I just thought that was a cool, like, connection, though. Yeah. So, you might think that the Huts, considering they uh, dismantled their super weapons, uh, might be a little bit more wimpy. Um, but, historically, that's actually not the case. They actually managed to wage war uh, against the entire Republic during a period known as the Pius Dia Crusades. At that point in time, uh, the Republic was very humanocentric. Uh, this was about 11,000 BBY. Um, and they pretty much saw anything that was not indistinguishable from humans uh, as being bad and wrong. And the Huts uh, definitely felt that that was wrong, considering uh, they actually considered themselves um, kind of gods. They had outlived, early Huts believed uh, their twin sons were gods. Uh, but now they actually had outlived them, and certain Huts, uh, Bunta, who uh, had beaten uh, Zim, was actually consider uh, had risen to godhood. So it was actually uh, the other way around. The Huts have an inherent belief that they are slightly better than everyone else. I mean, consider their long lifespan, how much a hut can accomplish in their uh, just being compared to everyone else around them, and just how much power uh, they consider uh, their financial success uh, to be. I mean, Huts span the galaxy uh, and are uh, well-known, maybe not the most trusted, uh, especially after they <laughs> decided uh, that they weren't going to be violent. They were going to be conniving uh, people out for money. So maybe, you know, uh, work for a hut uh, and trust a hut uh, to get a job done. But, but they're always kind of thinking for themselves. But anyhow, with this, uh, Pius Dia Crusades saw the attack by the Republic on all things non-human. And the huts actually managed to repel this uh, invasion of uh, a kind of uh, philosophy uh, a philosophy that uh, was very humanocentric. Uh, that philosophy actually continues all the way through Republic history, down to uh, the movies, mainly featuring uh, human officers and uh, staff. Uh, you never get to see uh, huts doing things, even though they would be the absolute best people. And uh, most people, if they're not humanoid, uh, didn't get a large place in uh, the Galactic Empire, at least humanoid. Uh, you never get to see uh, any of the fun races in uh, the movies. Oh, that's, well, that's a cool lore bit, too. That's yeah, like, and... Uh, like, the society, the Republic society was mainly, like, human-centric and based on human-centric, like, laws and, like, you know... Yeah, yeah. Just towards like you know more Xeno-based like life yeah. forms and stuff. <laughs> One day we'll talk more about the Pius Dia Crusade. It's a very interesting part of Star Wars history. I like to think of well, a lot of people like to think of it as uh, 
the time when the Republic became the Imperium of Man. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a horrible thought. Yeah. I re- like, look, I, I, I like 40K, but I don't... It's very drab and dreary for me. Yeah, very grim dark. That yeah. doesn't belong in Star Wars. No. <laughs> so, uh, what, was, what was I about to say? So, like, it is just true that out of all the games in Star Wars history, out of every criminal, criminal crime syndicate, every gang, the Huts are just the number one. Correct? Uh, they are definitely the best at what they do. Uh, there's definitely some other, the Pike Syndicate is popular. There's a couple of other ones, but they're all in direct competition with the Huts, who have their fingers in everything, everywhere. They're essentially like top dog number one, and they've been around the longest. So they're sort of like the, the real life cartel. Yeah, exactly. So, like, th- th- these these crimes will, like, range from, like, stuff like spice runs, human trafficking, well, tra- like, alien, like, species trafficking in general, um, things such as, like, probably, I don't know if they do assassination, um, they, they might, uh, mercenary work, etc. They would definitely have their fingers in everything. The only thing they wouldn't do after uh, the journey uh, from Varl and after their uh, recreation of uh, a redesign of their entire uh, culture, um, they believed that killing a hut is uh, one of the largest crimes you can do. It doesn't matter what the situation is. If you were to try to kill a hut, I mean, huts live in a different time uh, scale than others. For a human, you can send them to prison for a hundred years, and they would maybe repent. For a hut, you could send them to prison for a thousand years, and they would merely be old, possibly even a couple of centuries left. It doesn't matter your ideology as a hut um, and what your crimes are. There are very few things that are uh, above reproach when you're talking about a lifetime that spans so many centuries. So they wouldn't kill each other anymore. Uh, That was a large part of the Kajik and the uh, thinking about families. So they went from warring tribes uh, to more of mafia families. I'm sure they probably did hits on each other kind of all the time. But they were always trying to pin it on someone else. And if you kill one of ours, we're going to kill two of yours type of situation. Um, And it definitely would not have been very friendly. So wait, if like, what if like a hut, like if a hut betrayed like the hut, like, you know, the syndicate or like the criminal syndicate or the planet um, and they betrayed the, the, you know, your, your organization you still wouldn't be allowed to kill that hut that betrayed you or hurt people or did crimes against, like, hut society? It would be so... uh, It's not that you couldn't deserve the death penalty for your actions, um, but it would be for the council to decide, um, and it would be for the huts to actually talk talk about um, and for them to execute you. Outside of uh, a hut doing it, it probably it would be unheard of for other people to be killing a hut. You would be capturing huts for them to be delivered and uh, receive a fair trial and things like that. Oh, uh, well, that's that's 
that's a very interesting way of doing things. Yeah. That's actually, I feel like that's way more humane than a lot of, a lot of countries and how they treat their own people. Ironically enough. I know. Like, (laughs) it's like so many other species would just kill them on the spot or just like rip them apart or probably even torture them. The huts merely just capture you and give you a trial. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, but these are gigantic slug-like motherfuckers. They're more fair in their justice system than a majority of governments today. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> we value our, our people's lives so much because they live so long that we want to give them a fair trial. We want to actually capture them. We don't like killing our own. Wow, what a, what, what a, what a... What a Chad-based thought. <laughs> you know, I'm just... Uh, this entire time we're talking about family, I'm just thinking of a Van Diesel meme. Oh, my God. It's like, it's like, it's like you can't kill him. He's family. Even if he's done something bad, he's family. You always got to be there for family. family. <laughs> he's a hut, so he's family. I mean, Vin Diesel was uh, extremely buff. Uh, he was always talking about family, and he's bald like most huts. Uh, so, <laughs> Vin I, Diesel's I, I, a hut. No, make that a meme, Isaac. Vin Diesel's a hut. Van Diesel meme. Vin Diesel hut. You gotta make that a meme. That's a new meme. Vin Diesel hut. Van Diesel the hut. Yes, Vin Diesel the hut. Family. No, too fast, too furious. Fast and furious hut edition. No. I'm just imagining a hut behind the erased race car. Just no, no, too fast, too furious. Like there's Fast and Furious. Uh, like that we have we make a movie called Hidden the Hut. Yeah, Hidden the Hut. Hidden the Hut. God damn it. Oh god. Yeah, that's totally a new meme that we gotta do one of these days. Have, like some criminal crime syndicate in Pizza Hut. <laughs> Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. <laughs> So you might think uh, with all of this uh, anti-Hut uh, warfare and uh, them being so shady that uh, Huts are universally not respected. But uh, actually, the next Hut on our uh, famous Huts list uh, is actually Blotus. He was a Hut that actually served as Supreme Chancellor of the Galactic Republic. Uh, from it, it was during the Rianus period, uh, roughly 9,000 to 8,000 BBY. Uh, you might note that the Supreme Chancellors uh, normally only have a four-year time period, uh, but Blotus was so well-respected and did such a good job, he actually served for, as far as I know, the longest term of any Chancellor of the Republic in its history, 275 years. Palpatine's wet dream. <laughs> How long? Palpatine long? had what? Sixteen years. Blotus yeah. was known uh, as a. Uh, he was actually known for overcoming the stereotypes uh, of his species, and it is known uh, under his reign the Republic benefited from a period of prosperity. Uh, he granted tax breaks to independent merchants, trade prospered in the core worlds, and the Republic capital of Coruscant specifically enjoyed substantial economic growth. I mean, like, I don't think, like, the thing is, like, I understand why, like, it can be lucrative to have, like, you know, to, when someone's giving you benefits, obviously you're going to enjoy the benefits while they last, but mind you, like, I feel as though, like, the reason why people are so distrusting of the Huts in general is because they are still a criminal crime syndicate, you know? They still do a lot of shady activity and a lot of illegal activity that probably hurt a, quite a bit of people. Arguably, yeah. Yeah, like, 
like species trafficking is not a it's not a good thing I would say in the slightest. Yeah, <laughs> but still pretty notable. In Hut Space, uh, actually, it's uh, not on my notes, but one of the fun things uh, they very heavily uh, believed in indentured servitude and uh, labor camps. So uh, in Hut Space itself, uh, one of the main things, uh, since it would have been frowned upon to have traditional slavery, um, one of the main ways of serving a punishment in Hut Space was actually uh, forced labor in labor camps. Rather than sitting around and rotting in a hut prison, uh, you would uh, be enjoying plenty of yard time, uh, working the mines, and other fun things like that. Um, with your, uh, so uh, it, it would stand uh, to say that it would actually be a much better economic uh, return to have hut run, huts buying out prison sentences. Uh, and rather than paying to house these people, uh, a hut-run prison uh, would actually turn a profit. Um, and yes, it would technically be uh, forced labor and selling of labor and uh, human trafficking, uh, among other That's still bad. <laughs> That's still bad. <laughs> That's still very bad. <laughs> but uh, downright, sla uh, downright just being captured and sold into slavery uh, without appropriate paperwork... Uh, would be uh, definitely frowned upon by their allied races. So it makes more sense to think that huts probably had plenty of technicalities. And uh, it, would you rather spend a lifetime in prison or, you know, 10 years to force labor in a hut camp, uh, which probably will get you killed. But, you know, uh, that that's a small thing. Uh, I mean, like, I would probably prefer the latter, of course, but I would probably not want either to happen to me. But if I... But if you... But you gotta pick your poison, kid. Yeah, but it's like pick your poison, you know, situation. Yeah. You can't have, like... I don't think the huts are renowned for their rehabilitative purposes, you know? So I, it's like, if I'm gonna pick a poison, I'd rather pick a lesser poison. And there's probably other species out there that treat their prisoners way, way worse than the huts. Yeah. Like, who are those Egyptian snake-looking guys? Oh, fuck. Those guys? Yeah, they just put them in a laser field and let them rot to die. <laughs> Christ. So, uh, not all, as Blotus shows, uh, not all huts are uh, nearly as evil uh, as uh, some of the ones depicted. Uh, Blotus died of a uh, ripe old age of 912, passing away in his sleep. Uh Kind of uh, a good way to live your life uh, in a well-respected hut. Yeah. 912. Oh, oh my god. Like, well, I, I'm, just, I'm, so, I'm just shocked. I know they live like centuries, but oh my god, that's so long. Yeah, they could live for like ever. The average hut uh, didn't, wasn't even considered of uh, a venerable age. They wouldn't have even been respected for their wisdom until over the age of 900. So uh, Blotus actually died pretty early, probably the stresses of uh, being the uh, Supreme Chancellor, considering most of them seem to either give up after eight years or die after 13 and a conquest of the galaxy. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it would make sense. Uh, he was under a lot of stress. For 275 years straight, yeah. Now, the Huts uh, were actually known uh, for being quite uh, quite resilient, uh, and they did live for a very long time. Uh, 
the oldest known huts uh, was known to be 1700 years old though he was uh pretty much recorded as being in a medical facility um so he was probably on many life-sustaining uh things at that point uh, but a reasonable lifespan for a hut would actually be uh to celebrate your thousandth birthday if you don't get killed in some uh great scheme or other adventure beforehand well, I mean, like, you're mainly, if you're part of, like, the Hut family, you're mainly going to be protected by bodyguards and a lot of people. The, the most likely you're going to die from some scheme or, like, some family vendetta. Yeah. So uh, you might live quite a while before that happens. For a pretty good while until yeah. somebody backstabs you somewhere. You dirty rat. You dirty Hut. <laughs> you dirty rat. <laughs> Wait, what's like a what's like a space rat called like in in like Star Wars? I'm trying to Oh god damn it. Uh, uh what were those things that uh that Luke used to kill for fun? Oh, the uh the uh, womp rats. You dirty womp rat. <laughs> So, uh, since we're talking about huts, uh, a good chance to talk about a little bit about their anatomy, and we talked about their lifespan, uh, a thousand years if they want to. Um, they are hermaphrodites, uh, both male and female. Uh, huts uh, would, when it's time to make a uh, little hutlet, oh, yeah. as they're called, um, we, they would get together and uh, have a wonderful <laughs> time with one another. Um, after uh, a uh, short uh, pregnancy, I won't uh, burden you with any of those uh, mental images. Um, a small <laughs> hutlet is born uh, under a meter. So this is a tiny hut, probably not more than 20 or 30 pounds, less than three feet long. Um, Gee, and Jesus, that's a, that's a big baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, this is a hut, and those fuckers could get huge. I know. Just, oh, God. <laughs> Yes, they get to be several tons, uh, but they're born uh, cute and adorable. As we saw in the Clone Wars with Rhoda the Hyde, yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually do have a picture of Rhoda around here somewhere, but yes, uh, absolutely adorable. Oh yeah, I've, I was doing a little bit of research before uh, picking everybody up today, and... There was like this individual hut named. Uh... That thing is hideous. <laughs> no, no, um, that's Jabba. It's the little guy right next to him. The little guy in his arm. He's yeah. so cute. Oh, I thought you were. Yeah, he's holding his little son right there. I didn't see that. Oh wow. <laughs> They so actually cute. spend the first fifty years of their life uh, in the brooding pouch, uh, though by the age of ten. Uh, we don't know if it was just because he was the son of a brilliant, uh, although uh, kind of feeble, uh, tactician. Um, <laughs> Rhoda was actually particularly smart, able to uh, problem-solve, as we saw in the uh, Clone Wars movie thing, uh, that he was actually able to get through problems that Jedi were not able to solve. So, unlike... Uh, our uh, baby Yoda friend, uh, Hut Babies, maybe this one in particular was smarter than the average, but we have a 50-year-old uh, baby Yoda who is infantile and can't speak. Meanwhile, uh, 
this particular hutlet was able to uh, problem solve and be a productive member of the team. So uh, huts are clearly uh, very superior, though uh, they would spend the first 50 years or so uh, around the old uh, brooding uh, pouch uh, and at home. Uh, then they might get uh, early jobs, but they would not actually be ready to leave uh, their parents and move out uh, until about the age of 200 years. Oh, yeah, they become adults when they're 200, kid. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, like, as a baby, I could... As a baby, I couldn't put a fuck. You know that game where you like put like the shapes in the holes. Oh god, yeah. yeah I was putting Point of a triangle dude, into the square. Yeah, I was putting oh. triangles and fucking squares. This baby's like solving quantum physics, and shit. <laughs> fucking detail-oriented architecture, and coming up with crime syndication. God, makes me feel like a fucking failure. Oh god. <laughs> now think uh, that a with their extremely long lifespan. They could spend uh, what amounts to being their teenage years, uh, their 100 to 200 range, doing uh, some crappy little job, uh, working in a mechanic shop or something like that. Well, 100 years dedicated to a specific task is more than enough to master it. I mean, if a human can master something in 10 to 20 years, uh, just imagine what a hut could accomplish in 100, 200 300 years. These guys have to oh be the <laughs> worst thing for the job market. A hut makes sense in every application uh, because if you need a someone who can who has the endurance to stand at a counter and work all day long, a hut would be there. If you ha need somebody who can uh, master a skill, I mean, literally, these are the people that can, you can say, we want 200 years experience at an entry-level job. And a huddle go, well, okay, I uh, don't mind <laughs> spending well. my doing that. That's only, you know, a, a, a fifth of my lifespan um, just to earn my place. Uh, I can definitely replace all of the humans who are going to die off after uh, just a couple of decades here. Um, so huts have to be an absolutely great, valuable work source. Uh, because for a hut, they just think at a different scale. For them, a return on investment isn't just planning for retirement in 80 years. It's literally planting trees um, and planning on harvesting for centuries um, and reaping just huge amounts from smallest investments. For them, Could you don't need to kill off your uh, competition. You can literally just plan on them dying off or retiring in a couple of decades. Big brain move right there. <laughs> I feel like though the job market should have been taken over by like either huts or or like droids at this point. Yeah. Because like either you because like the competing market should have been like because the thing is like you have to compete with either automated robots that never die that you can just fix like super easily with a bigger machine. Or huts. Yeah, who could like, literally live for over a century. Yeah, like, or so. why would you hire anyone else? It's it's just like, <laughs> it's like, dude, you think like the huts would be like breeding like crazy and just being like, you get a job, you get a job, you get a job, you get a job. Could you imagine a hut working at McDonald's? It's like, can I take your order? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead and talk about this guy that you just put in the chat. So, uh, huts also are known, uh, while some of them uh, are definitely very sickly uh, and suffer from major problems, mainly due to them not working out. 
much like uh, their human counterparts, uh, if we if they do stay active throughout their entire life, not only does it lead to a longer lifespan, but these huts are known for being tough and getting back from major injuries. Now, uh, again, Jabba was choked out by a slave. Uh, it, that has to be an abnormality. Just think about how giant his windpipe must be and how tough it must be to just stay open under all of that fat. Uh, and one little slave, even if she was throwing her full body weight into it, is just not going to do it unless he was kind of wimpy. Because look at all these other tough huts able to do so much. I mean, that hut, uh, if you look at the image, uh, he got his face blown off. And here he is still trying uh, to talk uh, to the people who blew his face off. Yeah, that's not a, it's not like Two-Face where he just has acid over one half of his face. Literally, his entire half of his face is blown off. Brain and everything. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And he's still cognitively functional. Now, uh, that, that that's probably uh, the other extreme end. Uh, but these huts, I mean, they are tough. Huts have... <laughs> It, it, it must have been uh, a scary place on the early, early years of Varl. You have to imagine these giant slugs that grow uh, 10, 20 feet long, several tons. They have forward-facing eyes. They're huge, perfect for seeing at night uh, and capturing lots of, uh, of uh, light. And they have this giant maw of sharp teeth. They are the perfect uh, ambush and uh, persistence predator. And then they're known for their tactics. These are guys that once they capture their scents, uh, they would have chased uh, early viral prey uh, for days, weeks, heck, a month. And you just have to imagine how terrifying it is because they're slow and it's muddy terrain. Um, but they just keep coming and coming and coming. And you finally think you can rest after being chased. And you turn around and bam, this giant 10-foot-tall, uh, two-ton house is behind you. You turn to <laughs> run, and bam, they're coming, they come in packs and families. So there's his brother, who is equally large, right behind you. It's got to be terrifying uh, to imagine these things uh, chasing you down uh, for days and weeks on end uh, in early time period. Of course, uh, they then enslaved the other races that they didn't eat um, and uh, got them to get the food for them. So, so I understand that, like, oh, God, these things are fucking relentless. Jesus. Yeah, they like are. zombies, except, like, actually smart. Um, but I understand that, like, the Republic, the Republic's, uh, the Republic had, an, it had a hard time dealing with the huts for many reasons. I forgot. Um, I saw the... I saw the prequels and I saw some of the original movies, but how did the Empire deal with the Huts again? Or were they just allies in that forefront? I think you will answer that for you, kid. Okay. The Huts uh, had an uneasy truce uh, with the Empire um, and the Republic before them. Um, they did have a large amount of smuggling and other issues with a lot of the outliers. But if you imagine, the huts are ruled by the Grand Hut Council, uh, which has representatives of each of the major families. I want to say around the Clone Wars, it was something like uh, 49 of the well-respected either huts or families. Um, and uh, these are huts that are 
all about trade. They are not about the smuggling. They're not about the other things. And while a hut might engage uh, in uh, a quick little... Uh, they might get a little bit adventurous uh, to see if they can get some quick cash. Huts, by and large, are going to play it safe and work menial jobs where they can get ahead. They're probably not going to work dead-end jobs at uh, McDonald's. But just imagine after a couple of decades, you manage the McDonald's. And like after a couple more, you actually own the chain of McDonald's um, and are you know managing of the entire region. Um, so Nick any Hutz. job where you cuts. <laughs> Sorry, I just yeah, I just wanted to make a joke really quick. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, uh, would the Republic be willing to deal with them? I mean, yeah, they're an absolutely great way of uh, dealing with the huts is just do basic trade. Uh, there's probably also a fair amount of uh, trying to undermine the huts by having them associated with. Uh, criminal activity. It's a great way the huts are more than happy to say, hey, look at us. We have legal spice. We have legal slavery. We have legal everything. You know, export your uh, labor needs to us. Uh, we would be happy to do it. Come here for vacation. We don't care what you do with the spice. Uh, you know, it would be absolutely great. While it would also give the uh, Republic a chance to undermine uh, the huts and their encroachment on the galaxy. So it would be those very uh, th those very huts that are trying to do those quick get-rich-quick schemes um, that are undermining all of the huts uh, and their persistence throughout the galaxy because there's probably a lot of slander going on. Uh, you can definitely trust a hut uh, because they don't need to rip you off. Uh, they, they just uh, do standard business practices and get ahead uh, slowly. But the Republic probably was undermining them and uh, outlawed a lot of their things and probably had a lot of smear campaigns. I'm pro-Hut all of the way, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> they would just slander uh, that Huts are innocent uh, and never did anything wrong. I mean, individual Huts might make bad decisions, uh, but overall Huts uh, would be these people you go to to get things done. Um, no matter how hard it would be, a Hut could leverage uh, it and make it happen. Well, I'm no species essentialist, so yeah, hut lives are fine by me. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a speciesist. I don't think that all huts are bad. So only the ones that hut lives matter. Hut lives, bro. Yeah, it's more, it's more like so. It's like yeah, there's individual huts that are bad, but I don't think like the entire species itself is like you know deserves condemnation for like for like the actions of like very few. You know, also it's due to the circumstances that they went through that and that they ended up into a criminal syndicate anyway yeah oh by the way um before we continue on i actually wanted to uh show that uh particular hud that i was doing research on i think her name is queen joe something like that queen you remember joe? her sam uh the one that ran the uh, retreat place uh yeah, yeah, in the uh, Legacy comics with uh, the descendant of Luke Skywalker and all that. Uh, the uh, most beautiful of Huts, and uh, <laughs> it, it, the uh, one that proves uh, what happens if Huts or a corset. Oh, God. <laughs> Hut in a corset, guys. You heard it uh, here. That sounds gross. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, let me see if I could uh, pull it up for you. 
I don't want to see a hut in a corset. That sounds gross. There we go. Ew! I would just like to say that she probably looks at you and also makes the same noise. Please turn that. Turn. Get it, Isaac. I don't want to stare at that. Get it off the table. No, you you just turned it. Like, dude, get get it off the table. Is she too much woman for you, kid? One like ugly I bitch. Said, don't Google it. There's way. Dude, it's it, it's like someone dunked a bunch of like gelatin in a fucking pool and then waited until it solidified and then nature had its course with it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to throw that in, into that to uh, spice things up a little bit. Ah, dude, it's like it's like if broccoli married Jello and had a baby. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, continue on, Sam. So, uh, that brings us to a little bit more uh, Modern Huts. Uh, you already mentioned uh, Gracchus. Uh, and we talked about... Uh, Get it uh, off the table! <laughs> uh, we talked about Boku. Uh, kind of the opposite direction. Uh, those are definitely the manliest of Huts. Uh, versus our... You, 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 Jewel would be the womanliest of Huts. Uh, <laughs> so uh the another uh fun hut uh that uh we saw is actually uh Beldrion um who was actually Oh yeah, the uh hut Jedi. There's a Jedi hut? Yeah. Yep. There was a Jedi hut. Uh, so uh this particular hut uh several hundred years ago uh was admitted uh, sometime before bb uh, uh, 400 bby was admitted to the jedi order uh and uh was a force sensitive hut now huts by and large we already talked are really underrepresented in star wars um there are a lot of them out there and we'll talk a little bit more about how many are out there in just a second but they're underrepresented in star wars there's literally billions of them out in the galaxy um, so the fact that of the few that are there, we see at least one, uh, who was, uh, uh Gracchus was extremely interested in the Jedi and, uh, Belladrion was actually a Jedi, uh, who unfortunately, like many Jedi, uh, was, uh, fall, fell to the dark side, uh, and established himself as ruler of the planet. Uh, we're not going to say that was because he was a hut. We're going to point out that many, many, many Jedi fell and started ruling planets. Uh, Beldrion uh, just happened to be good at it and ruled it for several hundred years, being a hut. So he had to do it better than everyone. Oh, yeah. Do you have a uh, picture of Beldrion fighting Princess Leia? I am trying to send it right now. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he looks very demented looking in the uh, artwork. So once. this Jedi hut became evil and started ruling a planet. Yeah, here we go, here we go. So, uh, oh my, oh my did, god. Uh, he was uh, known for being particularly strong. Um, so he, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> was not able to uh, defeat Leia and fell to her uh, lightsaber. Um, Unfortunately, I'm uh, sensing a theme of Leia killing a bunch of hides now. Yeah, I feel, I, feel like, I feel like this is a recurring thing. With 
Unfortunately, uh, many seem to have fallen. Uh, it would probably be an entirely different discussion on the uh, Skywalker legacy and uh, how much they just go around killing perfectly innocent huts. <laughs> perfectly innocent huts. Uh, but uh, huts are, uh, while they are shown to not be uh, very easily persuaded by the Force, um, they are... Uh, actually capable of being Force-sensitive, and since many of them are, at least two are shown as uh, being interested in the Force, and one is shown as actually wielding the Force, uh, it is uh, plausible that there are more out there. Now, they, as a religion, as a race, don't really see the Force uh, as a religion. Uh, there aren't any people that follow it in canon, as far as I can find. Uh, they come more from a uh, tribal society that comes from the swamps. Uh, they're probably a little bit more uh, voodoo magic uh, types than they are actual, uh, you know, organized religion types. Um, so Ibar, probably they, like many other races, uh, end up using the Force without realizing what it is because they don't have nearly the same uh, traditions uh, that the ancient Jedis did and things like that. Though they are shown as being able to uh, wield it. Maybe if the uh, mm -hmm. Jedi gave them a fair chance and actually trusted a hut every now and then, they would uh, see that uh, huts uh, would also be far superior at that role, just like everything else. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just picturing in the swamps of now hut, like this shitty hut or s somewhere. And it's just a hut wearing a uh, witch hat, and oh, he's just, just using a cauldron, like, yes, here's a little bit of frog leg right there, yes! Oh, God. <laughs> uh, if anything, this, this conversation is making me fear these things more than actually be on their side. <laughs> I'm more scared of them now than anything. I think it's like, at first I thought huts were just kind of like, you know, criminal crime syndicate. Just big, big baddies that were that you know were that weren't so bad, but you know were always a looming threat. And now all I feel from them is massive, massive looming fear because of the amount of ability they have and how long they live and what they're capable of. No, no, no Jesus could... Christ, dude! And imagine like a hundred years of their life—that's like. <laughs> That's just like a year or so by their perspective. They're literally no. Every hut is a literal mob boss. <laughs> they all have like an Al, dude. Al Capone was one of the most smartest gang members in all of American history, and he and, and you know imagine like Al Capone, like all these like all these like big slimy Al Capones everywhere. That's horrifying. <laughs> Not, well, hopefully they are smart enough to evade a, uh, the IRS. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and Al Capone died of an STD, so. Oh, yeah. No, that's fair. So, uh, huts have this just giant lifespan. They pretty much figure on uh, things being the hut way uh, is going to take over over time. Uh, they like speaking in Hatis, uh, their own language, their trade language. And it actually makes sense if you think about it. Uh, with human language, it's going to vary from planet to planet, from generation to generation. But Hatis, Hatis stays pretty much the same because for a thousand years at a time, the same people are speaking with the same accent. So rather than learning uh, what 
the most recent slang is uh, and what the uh, galactic word yeet means, uh, they would just stick with uh, good old-fashioned Huttese, preferring to speak it above others. Um, they just are much more centered on their way is the best and other people's way just changes too much. Uh, huts are slow thinkers. They're going to be slow to respond. They're not necessarily the best at uh jobs that would be uh needing a rapid pace they're not physically while they're physically strong and very high endurance they're not going to be quick by any sense of uh the word now they do show uh and have a very large history of absolutely great uh military strategy but not necessarily the best military might. They just happen to be uh, people who understand strategy and understand how to play the long game. I, now, I imagined, sorry, um, I kind of imagined the Huts as that senile grandpa that you put in a retirement home and they're like really slow to get a grasp of modern technology and stuff like that the only difference is they're not dying anytime soon oh no <laughs> well, the thing is, like, they're also not like they're not stupid you know no they're, like the difference between a senile old man and a hut is a senile old man doesn't know what the hell he's doing yeah i mean that's fair kid and they're definitely going to be that senile old man uh that's uh per that keeps losing games uh of chess uh, until cash is on the line and then you discover that they have been a grandmaster uh, since uh, long before your family tree ever branched off. Yeah, she pushes <laughs> up his glasses like in those animes. It's yeah. like, huh, you've underestimated my moves. <laughs> no, 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 it's like, it's that meme of, I'm sorry, Master, I must go out just this once. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so there were huts uh, that were capable of uh, speaking uh, common, um, or I should say uh, galactic basic. Um... They are able to do so without any major uh, accents. Um, I personally like to think of Hatties uh, kind of, uh, well, they native speak swamp uh, residents. Uh, it, it probably sounds a lot like Cajun French. Um, and uh, the Smuggler's Moon of uh, Narsha Ada is probably a good uh, euphemism for the French Quarter in New Orleans. So just uh, imagine a bunch of uh, old uh, hillbillies uh, down in the swamp, uh, some of which who remember the good old age of when the Empire uh, was at its full military might, uh, which, sure, that was 15,000 years ago, but for Huts, that was only 20, 25 generations. Like, it really wasn't that bad uh, or that long ago for them. Um, now, of course, uh, they have about as little uh, of, uh, memory of actual uh, events of the empire, of the Hut Empire, um, as our modern uh, southern hillbillies do. But uh, <laughs> one would uh, definitely see, uh, there are a couple of Huts that mention uh, following the old ways, uh, Gracchus in particular, um, the, and they definitely would remember the good old days when the Hut Empire was indest uh, was indestructible. I mean, these huts were literal tanks. Uh, they are uh, a giant, a literal two or three ton hunk of massive. I mean, we saw some of the buff huts. Just imagine this guy in like two or three inch thick armor 
walking along the battlefield carrying guns larger than you can imagine. Yeah, do you have a uh, picture of the uh, shell hut armor, by the way? I uh, do. I'm trying to load it up right now. So uh, the uh, shell huts um, follow uh, a very uh, good tradition. Um, now, the shell huts in particular are around and follow a tradition uh, for wearing it because uh, their planet has radiations and things like that. But the shell huts, come on, if it will load, that is a low-quality image. That's why it's not. All right, no worries. Here, I'll, I'll give you a helping hand. But yeah. The shell huts uh, follow a long hut tradition mm. of wearing uh, these giant suits of armor. Go. And there are actually other huts... Uh, uh, that reference uh, the uh, ancient hut battle armor. Um, oh, they would have worn <laughs> huge giant suits. Um, and while they might have uh, included wheels or repulsors or other things to increase their movements, the main attraction would be these giant indestructible suits. Uh, because if you think uh, a human can wear a full set of uh, battle armor, just imagine this giant, literally cr not walking, but uh, slithering tanks. Uh, I, imagine the L core from a Mass Effect. Oh God, I'm I'm literally looking at a slug with armor that's like the size of a fucking tank. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> dude, it's like it's like it's like Tyler one in a Suncrusher all over again. <laughs> 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 No, no, could you imagine you're cornered in the forest and you have a jetpack, you're like, see ya, bitches! And then you look behind and you realize the, the huts also have jetpacks. Wait, they can fly? <laughs> they can fly too? Wait, no, are you serious? They have no, jetpacks no, no. in their armor? No, no, just imagine. They would have, uh, the ancient hut battle armor did have repulsor lifts and things like that. Maybe not as fast as uh, that, but again, huts are all about persistence. Why change out your jetpack uh, every uh, couple of minutes when you could uh, literally just have a more stable form of transportation? Um, again, huts don't move quickly because they don't have to move quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh! Oh my God. These things are fucking horrifying. Yeah. If you didn't respect the huts, you'll at least fear well, them. <laughs> okay, if someone's running after you, that's scary. Imagine someone walking after you, yeah. and you escape, and then they're still walking after you. It's no, like, like Jason Voorhees. No, no, it's like Mr. Michael X. Myers. No, it's Michael like, Myers, like, yeah. Have you ever played Resident Evil 2? Yeah, it's about like Mr. A, X. Mr. Yeah. X doesn't run after you. He just walks. But the <laughs> yeah. thing is, it's like, when he catches up, but like, you know, you're doing your own thing, he just shows up out of nowhere, and he's just like, sup? <laughs> I'm, here. I'm just. I'm, that should be a horror game. You just have his fully armed hut after you. Is this a Star Wars game? <laughs> Mr. Hut just walks in. Sup! <laughs> I would pay good money for that kind of game. And what's uh, even scarier, uh, we mentioned that they were probably stealthy. Uh, the best I can figure uh, of the different types of snake movements, uh, they probably rectilinearly undulate. Uh, which uh, w involves contracting their abdominal muscles in rhythmic patterns. 
so they probably, uh, as we see with snakes, are almost silent. So they're these huge, occasionally slimy creatures uh, that uh, just kind of uh, slither up behind you uh, and make no noise until this giant creature is right behind you. It really is the perfect horror movie monster. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like that fucking, what, what's that, what's that like, uh, it's like you get like a billion or even a million dollars, but if a snail... Like, oh, is, you're yeah, talking yeah. about a rooster teeth thing, yeah. yeah. it's like an immortal, like, snail that you can't kill and it won't die. Yeah. And you get, like, immortality and, like, billions of dollars, right? Yeah. You, you can't die either. But if the snail touches you, you, you die. die. <laughs> but it's super slow, and the snail cannot die. Yeah. And everyone, but if the snail just touches you, like just touches you, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this thing is. Yeah. God. You know, that would make a great side mission. You're just wandering the forest on this planet and there's this hut that's like a big game hunter and he just slivers after you but like kind of slowish yeah oh my god so uh the that leads to another question how many of these things do you think there are out there in the galaxy probably not so many because you know we don't see them too often right so now Hutta, at least the uh, Wikipedia page on it, uh, lists the population of uh, their uh, their new homeworld at seven billion. Oh, now this is only forty three percent huts, but we're still talking about literally billions of huts, and that is not even that's their uh, that's their capital where everybody goes to trade with them. They have many more huts in uh, their uh, planets and many of their uh, homeworlds. Each of these clans, uh, a major clan would have oh, uh, in the uh, hut uh, baskets in the uh, Buta Hutta region of space. Uh, they would have their own planets with uh, millions or maybe even billions of huts themselves. So there are literally billions of these guys across the galaxy, probably mostly confined into hut space, but literally anywhere that you have trade, it makes sense for hutties to be at least one of the languages spoken and there to be huts doing every menial job you can imagine. They probably blend into the background because most huts are happy working, knowing that in just 10 years, they'll own this place. Uh, they're happy with that. They don't need to work any faster or harder than that because 10 years, 20 years, I mean, that's like saying I'll be a manager in a human year or two. Uh, just knowing that it is a possibility uh, means that huts can just go forever and they would just be everywhere. Uh, truly, I believe huts would make a uh, absolutely great uh, race for any role uh unless you need like uh somebody who can you know, maybe fit through small doors <laughs> i see or these fashion or dude or, or fucking hot models like no they would not. oh god they'd be a horrible they'd be horrible at that job well no. unless you're that one female hut. no dude, you cannot no one can persuade me like okay huts can do a lot of things they're great they're smart they're amazing they're they're strong they're very persistent. They're dedicated, but you will never, ever, ever, 
ever convince me huts can be supermodels. Those oh, things are God. gross. <laughs> but I just imagine the this typical hut would be like a uh, accountant who loves his job. I know. I know. <laughs> Dude, they'd be the best at managing your money. You, you like? Can you imagine going to a bank and trusting like a like like hut of a like bank of hut? Bank of hut. Yeah, bank and of hut. We trust. Yeah, and like you just you know you just put in your credits or some shit. They'll keep that shit secure. Yeah. They'll keep that shit mega secure. And they would do your taxes, too. Oh, <laughs> dude, they'd be hella great at taxes. Yeah. It's exciting. Did your deductibles and uh, your tax return is at least uh, 2,000 credits? So. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, the HUD accountant. There is one job that uh, HUTs seem not to be able to do. There is one question, uh, which I believe you guys uh, have been trying to answer, uh, is things that will kill a Jedi. So, can a hut kill a Jedi? What do you guys well, think? Well, yeah, that, that's a yes. That's kind of obvious for me, though. But yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with no. A hut cannot kill a Jedi. I mean, look, every single time uh, Jabba or the, other, the, the, the Jedi huts or look, every time that a hut and a Jedi are in the same room, uh, the hut seems to die. So, Perhaps uh, buying them uh, is a much better way. Uh, perhaps uh, some of you might know that uh, Anakin was originally owned by uh, Shmi, uh, which uh, Anakin and Shmi uh, were originally owned by a hut uh, before being lost to the Toydarian just before the events of the Clone Wars. It is better to just buy a hut uh, or buy a, for a hut to buy a Jedi than it is uh, for them to try to kill them because it really seems to not go well for them. Yeah, there was like a, uh, a uh, canon comic where <clears throat> Darth Vader was visiting Tatooine one day and he just strolled right up into Jabba's palace and basically force choked him into complying with his demands. Huh. Well, it's just... I don't know. I, I feel like huts could just kill Jedi, though, because they could just hire people to kill the Jedi, you know? Yeah. I mean, Cad Bane. Yeah. Cad Bane. Just, like, just hire Cad Bane no, to yeah, do like, it. Like, a hut could just be like, yo, uh, Mr. Cad Bane, we got, like, what, 10,000 credits here? Yeah, you can take to just kill a Jedi. No, fuck. He probably needs to be paid more than that. He, you know, in the Clone Wars... The Separatists pay literally a million credits ahead to wait, kill wait. a Jedi. What is the conversion? Like, one dollar USD is how much credits USD? Oh, God. I w is it just a dollar to a dollar? Is a credit just a dollar? For all intents and purposes, I think it's a dollar to okay, a dollar. Okay, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, like a million. Like, there, yeah. there actually was, um, I would have to double check, but I believe they did, I want to say that Jabba's uh, father... Uh, after he learned that Jabba had been killed, did put a million credit bounty on Leia uh, for a time. Uh, but I have to double check the exact notes on that. <laughs> I imagine it didn't go particularly well for him. Well, I mean, money is no issue for a hut. They don't fucking die. No. <laughs> it's like, do you think, like, it's like a million credits? Oh, it took me a hundred years to make that. <laughs> Who cares? I'm gonna make that again? No, 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 no cinch, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
god. So, uh, do you guys have any questions about uh, what is clearly uh, the best and certainly my most favorite uh, race? Uh, I, I'm not just saying that uh, because uh, I am owned by a hut or this show is sponsored <laughs> by a hut. Uh, although both are probably no, no, no. This is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Dude, it sounds like Sam's getting like captured by a hut. Do you like? Do you need help, bro? Do, do you need us to like come over there to get you out of the situation? Well, I'm. Uh, I, I I do have a username that is suspiciously hut-like. So uh, perhaps uh, it is me uh, who is the hut. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is a hut. This is a uh, propaganda episode on the huts. <laughs> yes, the, it's like, huts are everything. Huts are everywhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, This was something that me and Sam were uh, kind of discussing yesterday for interviewing purposes. I imagine the huts being like that uh, person, like Beanie Babies. They were prominent back in the 80s or 90s, right? In the 90s. Yeah. Imagine that with a hut. They just grabbed the Beanie Babies. And like 100 or so years later, they would still have the Beanie oh, Babies. Oh, dude! I a, still have a Beanie Baby that, collection. That's a yeah. great idea for a character. A, like a hut that collects items. Yeah. Dude, could you imagine? Like, you, you're you like a baby hut or something. You yeah. collect like trading cards, like sports merchandise collector's items that don't exist that like you know exist in your time but then you just wait it's like 200 years later it's like this item is super rare and no one has it anymore it's like why well, do it's like you get a million or so credits if you sell it yeah that's <laughs> such a good that's a great con dude you should make yeah no, make, make, make that a character make i that would a fucking love NPC. to make a make that character an, dude make that an npc in the game that's like, <laughs> that'd be such a fun like imagine if like Imagine, this is off topic, but imagine in the game, we're like, damn, I need this specific collector's item. And it's like, well, none of us have it. Well, we'll call it this collector hut who has all of this collection because he's so fucking old. So fucking old. Great. That, that, that's cool. That's such a Yeah, it would be a great character concept, actually. Do you have all of the space baseball cards? <laughs> <laughs> Want to check out my one-of-a-kind Charizard? It's 100 uh, years old. <laughs> no, I have a mid-condition Leia card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fucking brilliant. Oh, uh, that's good stuff. That's yeah. Do you guys have any questions, though? Nope. I do not have any more questions. All of my questions have been answered. Okay. And remember to vote HUT next uh, uh, Supreme uh, Chancellor elections. In the next 200 years or so, I guess. <laughs> I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so let me go ahead and do the outro. That is our episode of Can Man Ace Kill a Jedi? Uh, this is the first time that we have a guest star of a podcast. And I hope uh, this new format, brief format, is entertaining for you guys. It's been a much more discussion-filled episode than meme episode, but I had a lot of fun talking about the HUDs, and especially Kit being more scared about the HUDs than he is Dude, actually, actually respecting them. I, I didn't think I was going to enjoy the HUDs, because I don't, like, because, like, look, I'm a shallow person. Yeah. Well, not shallow as in actually shallow, but shallow as in... Like, when it comes to, like, sci-fi or fantasy races, I'm more aesthetically bound than, like, you know, like, lore or 
intelligence bound. If, if like, a species or a fantasy species or race just looks good, I tend to be more interested in those, yeah. like, things. But I'm actually more interested in the Huts now more than, like, more, more than, like, other Star Wars races. That's pretty cool, actually. How about you, Hannah? Eh, I don't really care for the Huts, so... Yeah, to each their own, I suppose. Yeah, but th- this I actually think they're pretty cool now. Yeah, they are pretty neato. I mean, I, I thought they were just like fat slobs that were crime syndicates. I never knew they were this intricate. Yeah, they are probably one of the most intricate races in all of Star Wars. And in all honesty, I would love to try doing this format again and maybe go more depth on other HUD related things like the cartels and all of that. Dude, I bet their fucking naps take forever. It's like, we got eight hours to sleep, they'll probably get like 16. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is time? No, no, no. Their cat nap is like two days or something. Oh my god. I, <laughs> dude, I killed my... It's like, could you imagine like... like Could you imagine working with a hut and he has to take a two-day sleep while you're just sitting there? It's like, oh my god. Yeah. I'm so fucking bored. <laughs> I, I'd, be, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh my god. I'd just be sitting, yeah. doing nothing. How about you, Sam? Did you enjoy this episode and being the brief host, at least for this one episode? I did enjoy it. So I'll have to see what other things I'm uh, an expert at and see what else I can come back for with you guys. It was a lot of fun talking to you guys about all of it. Yeah, um, it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it's been a little bit difficult trying to get this set up, but it's a little bit guerrilla style, but I'm actually happy that we got our first guest star off the, the table, so to speak. Um, but yeah, that's our episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi? I hope you're having a wonderful day. Um, and the next episode is going to be about lightsabers. Yes! Please. Go on! <laughs> <All> right. uh! <laughs> I see you're very excited, very kid. It's like, it's like one of my favorite topics, dude. Yeah, it's it is. It's literally like the... It, it's like a katana. It, it, it's, it's my favorite sword. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody is going to be... Dude, so- I'm a fucking weeb. Now I can be a space weeb. <laughs> a space weeb. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for uh, joining this episode of Cam Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi, Sam. And I hope we can see more of you in the future. Sounds like fun. Oh, and I definitely think a hut could kill a lot of mayonnaise. <laughs> so you Sam just swallow them facts. whole. <laughs> you should change it from Sam speaking truth to Sam speaking facts. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take us away. Um, everybody, have a wonderful day. May the force be with you. And be sure to get a hut to do your taxes this year. Yes. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.